Hi everyone, welcome to the Reitzel Brothers Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Curtis. We are the co-hosts of this podcast. We are investor-focused realtors working with our clients to help them build massive wealth in real estate. This is a place where we talk about real estate investing, wealth, and giving back. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and join our private real estate investor group on Facebook called the Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club. Links are in the description. Enjoy this episode. think uh you know this experience has potentially um like not scared you but kind of you know pushed you away from doing flips in the future no it's it's made me more cautious uh it's made me more uh well it's you know i i look at that deal and how much work we physically did on that deal if we didn't do some of the demo ourselves on that one if we didn't do some stuff we would have lost money on it right. for sure right i was running all the materials to the sites right um so I guess it's just you know a little bit more cautious and going back to the investor profile to me right now you know i, I make a good income i have i have a good job making forty thousand dollars on a deal like that not that i'm all high and mighty above forty thousand dollars is is good money but i'd much rather be investing in a long-term deal that could pay six seven figures long term yeah. rather than trying to make a quick forty thousand dollars and stressing myself out <laughs> over it so and yeah. fighting with my girlfriend so <laughs> yeah So uh, finding off-market deals is really the, the solution to that? Yeah. Yeah. Door knocking is a great one. Uh, there's a little tip. My friend Matt, is a, he, he lives in Salem, Oregon. He flips 30 to 40 houses a year. And what they do is they do, uh, so you know when you get an envelope, how there's the window on the envelope the, the, where you see the name? He puts dollar bills in there. So he goes around to houses that look like they could be flipped and they put the envelope there and people see, they see the American dollar bill. They're like, what's this? Opens it up. Hey, this is Matt from Real Estate Investments Northwest. Plenty more money where that came from. We buy houses off market. So in Canada, you know, tape a loony on there, I guess. And, um, but uh, that, you know, sorry, 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 realtors on this one, but that, on those type of deals, either you have a realtors who are bringing you those deals off market before they hit a mark. Maybe they have a motivated seller who needs to get this thing move quick and they know that they're selling at a bit of a loss so yeah. you can count on guys like that or you go out and kind of source some of these deals yourself uh you can use there's a lot of google adword search optimization that you could do to have people trying to call you before it hits the market yeah it's really it's really all in the lead generation that's it and i think it's they're tough like that his criteria is going to be tough to find in a lot of situations but they're out there it's just you're gonna to have to really sift through a lot of opportunities, which then kind of then goes to the fact of, you know, the, I mean, the townhouse that we're gonna be talking about, or the townhouse complex, you really don't have to worry as much about that mm -hmm. because you're just gonna buy a great property. But yeah, it's all in the lead generation and just finding those off-market deals. But the challenge is a lot of those sellers will just say, um, why don't I just put it on the MLS? Like, why don't I just pay a realtor's commission and it's the more likely you're gonna net a lot more. <laughs> so a lot of those, and, and that's the argument and that's the tough part, is just finding those sellers that you say, you know what, well the benefit is, you don't have to go on the market and no, you're not gonna have 30 showings of people through your home. And for some people, they're okay taking 50 grand less or whatever to not have that. But for a lot of people, they just say, no, I'm going into a home, let's put this puppy on the market and it's gonna sell for more probably, right? So 
Yeah, I guess let's jump to um, let's talk about the, yeah. the townhouse. Okay. You just bought a ten unit yeah. uh, townhouse complex in Cambridge. Yep. Um, Beautiful, right? I love it. Yeah. Well, I think I might leave the brick uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I prim primarily invest in Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge. The, the, this is the market that I like. This is where I'm from. Uh, I think once again fits my investor profile. Uh, this building uh, was listed on the market for 1.7 originally. Um, it sat on the market for a long time and we've learned more since about what was going on here. But the, the listing agent on this deal was only giving people a two week conditional period. When you're dealing with commercial financing, you have phase one environmental, you have commercial financing, which is 30 days. So a two week conditional period is not realistic. So deals kept falling through. The listing agent then dropped the deal, dropped the price to 1.5. And uh, one of the realtors I work with, Ryan, works in the same office as him. And the listing agent went to Ryan and said, I know you have this investor guy. Would he be interested in this? And the, guy that said, uh, the listing agent said to Ryan, they want 1.3. If you can get 1.3 on paper before, uh, on paper and be firm in two weeks, you got a deal. So I already, I called my main lender before that. I already confirmed financing before I had this deal written on, before I had it under contract. Put it under contract for 1.3. Um, so we close this deal 100% with private money out of somebody's RRSP. So 100% loan to value. 100% loan to value. Plus, we got additional uh, uh, additional capital for renovations. Some of it's going to be released to us in about a month or so. Um, with that loan, it was no payments for the year. There's one interest payment at six months. Once we make that interest payment, then we're getting the rest of the construction funds advanced back to us. So the reason why that's so important on this deal is because we closed January 4th. On January 30th, all eight remaining tenants of the 10 uh, were given construction notices and 13s which means they have 120 days to vacate the unit. Uh, the first 90 days, you have to give three months of free rent. And then the, the fourth month is their last month's deposit. So you have no income on this property for the four months while you're going through this process. There's nothing. So... <laughs> What's that? Six, so we have a $90,000 payment at six months. Once we pay the $90,000, the remainder of the construction money is getting released to us. So there's one payment halfway through the year um, that we're using some equity from another property to make the payment, and then all the construction money gets released back to us. So on this deal, I think we're gonna have about 300,000 of our own money and equity into it, uh, and about 1.8-ish of private money on, on this deal. Yep. Uh, you got the tenants out coming back at the old rent rate. Yep. So well, Ryan's question is, is, so what the construction notice means is you can evict a tenant based on a construction notice. The problem with it is they can come back at the exact same market rent. So they were, these people are paying about $900 per unit. So I can go and spend 35 grand per unit renovating it and they can come back and rent it for 900. So what we did is I had my property manager do this. I wasn't involved in the actual process. Um, and just a tip, you know, even when they saw me around the building, all I kept saying was I work for the company. Some numbered company out of Toronto, guy's a real dick. And that's, that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, so, uh, the, so we got all the, we got all the, I sorry, I don't know if I should have said that on the company. I love that. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um, sorry, we, we gave them all the notices. Uh, they, 
there, there was some fighting a, a little bit, and they were a little bit nervous, and they were calling the tribunal to, to get their rights and everything like that. But at the end of the day, you have to leave with this notice. There's some, there's some small, I shouldn't say small, there's some structural issues with the building that need to be addressed. We are doing major renovations. We're updating plumbing, updating electrical, updating the fire system, which I'm learning is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> uh, and as well as full renovations, new kitchens, bathrooms, flooring, trim, everything. So, uh, oh yeah, that was good. Um, so what we did when we closed, sorry, I'm jumping around here. When we closed on the building, um, uh, all the tenants right away told the new owner, new owner's rich. So the, all the tenants started saying right away, all the issues with the building and everything they wanted done. So I had my property manager and contractor go through every single unit and had the tenants write out full lists of everything that was wrong with their unit. So we have written documentation from the tenants saying that their units are majorly in disrepair. So we needed to serve a construction notice to do that. The issue that I was getting at is that they can come back at the same rents. What we did is just negotiated cash for keys. Uh, we positioned it as you have four months. If you can be out in 90 days, we're gonna pay you last month's rent in cash, plus give you an additional $1,000. So every single tenant took that deal. They all signed. We, you, you create a nightmare. Really, this could take six months, this could take two years. We don't know when it's gonna be done. It's the tenant's responsibility to continually keep you updated on whether they're coming back or not. So they have to be, now what are they gonna do? Sign a six month lease somewhere? And, but what happens if the unit's not ready? So they really, there wasn't a good situation for them, so they all took the money and they all left. How much did you end up paying each? Uh, so the total cost is about $40,000, but that includes the, the rents like the three months of free rent. Okay. So it's about, it's approximately 40,000. I'm not exactly sure where that landed, but about. At what point Greg said that they can't come back anymore? Like where is that decision where they no longer can come back for that amount of money? So they signed, there's two forms. There's N9 and N11. The N9 is the tenant release. The N11 is the mutual release. We had all tenants sign N9s, meaning they're choosing to end their tenancy. They're done. We also had additional literature right in there basically saying that they're, uh, no, they can't sue, they can't do anything, they're leaving on their own goodwill, Every, they've accepted cash compensation, everything like that. So. They've all signed, so no, they can't. So the building closed January 4th. Uh, as of, I think the first week of June, it was about three or four weeks ago, my last tenant left. So when we go there, the building is fully vacant. There's nobody there. And they've all signed that they're not coming back. 